0: to tell you that but what happens when your flame weakens? what really happens when it totally goes out reignite your goals starts with awakening to the emotions that pull you further and further away letting go of your shame denial and frustration and figuring out why your body is resisting your goals are the key to success Regulate your nervous system, release the blocks, and reassess your path forward because your goals are ready to be reset and reignited. Sarah Jansel, nicknamed the Shopify queen, is a speaker, podcaster, and the CEO of Jansel & Co., where she and her team build brand and grow awesome websites on Shopify and Kajabi. Sarah began her entrepreneurial journey by launching a fashion boutique in 2018. She has 25 years of experience working in business operations and human resources. While working in corporate Sarah held leadership roles from companies, including TD, PWC, Scotty bank, and she was the VP of people and operations at Carfax Canada. Sarah holds diplomas in HR management management, management consulting, and her master's of business in executive management. Sarah boasts a long list of certifications and accreditations, including Shopify and Kajabi. Let's dive in. Hello, Super Expanders, and welcome back. I am thrilled, so excited because I'm sitting here with a friend, someone who I don't know, several years ago now that we're really starting to think about it, which is now that I'm speaking that aloud, kind of is blowing my mind that time has passed this way, but I'm so excited to share her with you. Meet Sarah Jansel.
1: Yeah. Hi everybody. And thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the Super Expander podcast. I'm really excited to dive in about all the things that we're going to dive in, but we never start talking about business first because i think that i think that it's just wrong because i want to know who i want to share who you are on a personal level with with my with the audience with the listeners so let's just dive right on into it who is sarah on a soul level
1: yeah oh my gosh on a soul level so nothing business related obviously And, you know, but is related in a way, uh, because I really changed course, you know, kind of where my career was heading and things, but on the soul level, I would say very artsy, very wanting to be creative. Definitely a cat lover if that counts as well. <laughs> but I would say, yeah, like anything creative, imaginative, colors, like anything like that just totally gets me going, whether it's painting, art, fashion, you name it. Mm, I <laughs> love, love it. it. When did you discover that about yourself? Very young, actually. Yeah, very young. I love to do things. I remember being a kid and my mom actually worked at a bank and it was a pretty popular bank in like a downtown area that was really populated. And I must have been like eight or nine. I was really young. And they asked me to actually paint the window of the bank with some like little mermaid mural (laughs) they wanted for a campaign. And it was like my dream job. (laughs) It happened. So very young. Oh my
0: gosh. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. So that sounds like you're on this trajectory at a very young age to be delving into art and stuff. But then what I do know about you is that you got your MBA Mm -hmm. and then dove into business. So let's kind of connect the dots on that. How did that happen?
1: yeah and this is actually why i get out and give my keynote speech that we were talking about before we popped on the podcast here is because these two things do not add up (laughs) one plus one does not equal you know what's going on so you know, at a very young age, I was I was very into that, you know, I had all these dreams, I even thought I was going to be like a forensic artist for the police. Like I, I had all these things I was interested in. And my mom got ill. And so at age 16, I actually found myself out on my own. And so part of my speech is I could have been homeless or a success. And so at age 16, I really had to figure out okay, starving artist is probably a no right now. (laughs) So all the creative things I want to do, there wasn't at that age really a way to make money around that. So you know I had to figure out a place to live and pay rent. And so I found myself just diving right into jobs that did still have a creative aspect and like hair and makeup and things like that at the mall, which is probably still my way of doing that. But that quickly transitioned into learning about business and that safety and that security that that would allow me to do obviously was a big motivator for me. And so that trudged me into a 20 year corporate career and doing all kinds of schooling. I've ended up putting myself through high school, you know, through night school, did college, did my MBA, all kinds of things. And that worked for a really long time for me until about age 38, when I realized one day, and it wasn't like I woke up one day and realized I knew for a long time, I just wasn't listening to myself that, Maybe I have that safety and security and it's okay to just be me now. And I switched gears completely and moved into entrepreneurship. So yeah, so that's there. It was always kind of there with me. It just didn't always look that way, I guess, on the outside. I love that
0: because also too, you think about it, it took all these steps that now allow you to bring creativity forward. Which kind of has me thinking i don't know if you know this or not but my daughter well first of all we'll reverse back my major in college before i did other stuff was actually fine arts that was my intention was to be an artist but somehow i was like same thing starving artist maybe i need to do something else but my daughter is very talented at art and she wanted to go to art school and so i made it this mission i was like oh i'm gonna let her follow that right and especially now because It's much more, there's so many ways for you to monetize an art. But my one thing that I had said to her, I was like, you can go art school. She ended up going to Parsons School of Design in New York City. And I was like, but you have to promise me that you will take a business class. Yep. That is the only yes. way that I'm bankrolling this. Like, You've got to go and while you're at school, you've got to take a business class because you have to, I mean, it's an art. There's a, you have to know how to have the business aspect of your art, of your creativity. So let's talk about that for you and how you start to bring that creativity forth and what you do now fusing that with all of your business expertise
1: yeah oh my gosh and that's so smart by the way good good mom job there (laughs) because i feel like the business is really going to help her and i agree there's so many cool things that are happening out there now where you can really monetize that but having that background is so critical So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I joke that I trained for my corporate job, like an Olympian (laughs) over the years. And, you know, my last job was as a VP and I was sort of head of operations and HR and like all kinds of things. And that stuff really gave me what I needed to kind of have the structure around what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur. So what I do now is I run Jansel & Co. So that is an amazing boutique agency where we help clients build, brand and grow websites on mainly Shopify, but also on Kajabi and I run my business on both as well. So we have a lot of clients on either one or the other or both. (laughs) And so the way the art kind of comes into it is around how we work with the client. So there's kind of two things for me. It's like, one is the client and the creativity around that. And two is the actual product that we put out there around designing, you know, a beautiful website that people can come to that will convert. So. That's kind of number two. Number one around the client is really the fact that, you know, I think about over the years how I had all these ideas about wanting to start something and wanting to do something creative and wanting to jump into my own thing. And I sort of told myself maybe I couldn't do that yet. So when clients come to us and they're like, okay, I want to build this website, they're usually building something or redesigning something or launching something. And so it's like the perfect opportunity because it's usually at the onset as well, typically when we do a a lot of new website builds, you know, where it's like you get someone that's so excited. And so we just wanna really wrap our heads around what it is they're trying to do, who they're trying to sell to and be really creative about how we can make that look awesome. So that's kind of the two parts and how that pulls together for me now. (laughs) Oh,
0: wow, okay. So then can you connect the dots for me a little bit on what you were doing before? So how it was that, were you already kind of doing this work and you decided to launch, on your own or you just started from scratch and building websites. You like taught yourself like what's tell me what's the what with that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Great question. So, so yes and no. So I had no experience (laughs) in building websites in the past. I definitely had all the other things on the business end and helping people build brand and grow businesses throughout the years. But in about 2018, I, when I had all these ideas about starting something and I didn't know what it looked like. And I kind of had ideas where I'd like say to my husband, I should try this, or I should try that, but really quickly I'd talk myself out of it. So we. On a vacation, and I said to him, You know, I should just pick something. I should just pick something that I'm really passionate about just to get my feet wet and being an entrepreneur and, you know, just have some fun with it. So I actually on a vacation said to him, I'm going to get home. I'm going to register a business name and a number and do all the things. And I'm going to launch a fashion boutique because fashion's been a huge part of. My life, not so much in corporate, but I had done things sort of outside of that over the years. And I mean, I really love fashion as well. So I thought this would be a really great opportunity for me to do something that's really fun and just kind of figure it out. And so I naturally was going to do an online fashion boutique, which I did build and ran for, you know, three and a half years. And before I started doing this and got busy and thought, okay, we're going to put that on pause for now and continue with what I'm doing. But when I was looking for platforms, I researched everything that was out there and decided there's this cool thing called Shopify. I'm going to check that out and I'm going to figure out how to use that. So YouTube University really helped me because <laughs> I, I was one of those people that was like, I really want to be hands-on with this. I really want to figure this out. Like it was all these this curiosity that I had about how things were going to work and so I ended up building it and then redesigning it a number of times as I was kind of honing in on my skills and later when the pandemic hit in 2020, I suddenly as I was scaling that business, it was very successful was getting asked like oh my god you know i don't know what to do we all know what that was like (laughs) you know march april may of 2020 you're like how do i get my business online if part of it wasn't and so i ended up taking on a few we'll call them air quotations clients because i was like sure i'll help you i don't know if i'm going to charge for this like it was kind of a an ask of me and after a couple of clients i realized oh my gosh this is it. So this fashion thing kind of led me to the place where I could actually use the two things I've been working on. So the perfect blend of business and the creative, because it was kind of like the fashion was really in the creative zone, not as much on the business side. Yes, there's some, but I was kind of diving into the other aspect of it. So this really married the two and I thought, oh, wow, I really have some decisions that I need to make here. (laughs) And so about two months later, I quit my VP job.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. So the the fashion business boutique that is now it's still going, not going. I Uh, say that you closed it down. down.
1: Yeah, I closed it down. I did sold a bunch of the stuff so last February because we really picked up at Jansel and Co. And I thought, you know, my heart isn't as in it as much anymore. It was like the path that led me to the thing. Yeah. So yeah. So I decided to make the jump and go all in on the web stuff. So that's what we've been doing. However, there may be a little fashion business that I'll be launching that's seasonal for the fall this year. Something that's just kind of a little passion project that I'm doing on the side. Cause I feel like I still want to dabble in some of the things that we teach our clients. I feel like you learn a ton as both the business owner and the creator of, you know, what things will look like. So yeah. we're trying a different little business model to kind of learn some things. And then Maybe we'll launch that to our clients, but yeah. Oh, cool. Maybe
0: like a little pop-up shop or something. That's kind of mm-hmm. how cool and exciting. I can't wait. I'll be sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to find out yeah. what this, what this <laughs> secret passion project is that's going on. Okay. So if you had some kind of advice for someone who's like, oh, like I'm kind of starting to to think I want to jump into that. When you think of build, brand, and and grow. Is there anything that comes before the build?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we talk a lot about this with clients and even when clients hire us, we kind of go through a process of things where before we actually get to the web. So we have a few conversations of things and. I think you might have a link or if not, if you guys are listening, janselandco.com free guide is a great place to start because there's really three things that you need to be thinking about before you even get to that place. And I would say before you even get to a lot of things like your logo your brand identity, where you're going to market, like all those things, they're going to go so much smoother if you have done a little bit of thinking in in the beginning. And so the first thing is always like, Hey, who's your ideal client? (laughs) So, you know, a lot of times we know, we know within us kind of what we want to do and who we want to sell. And often what I find, I'd say like 90% of the time, we are a former version of the client we're going to serve. (laughs) And I would say it was the same for me, right? In my business. And so getting clarity on what That looks like though, because they're probably not going to be a perfect makeup of who we are, but there will be attributes of what, you know, make us who we are that we will sell to. So, who is that person? What do you like? What do you not like? Where do you show up? What social media places do you hang on? So, there's like a little research, you know, and kind of a, a little mock up that you need to do at the beginning around who are we going to actually create this website for so you can market, sell, and do all the things. So, that's number one. Number two is thinking about the brand. And if we haven't done number one, it's going to be really hard (laughs) to come up with a brand that's going to not only speak to you as the business owner, but again, we're really building the brand around the type of business that you want. Your logo is going to be developed because they want to attract a certain person. So, you know, while I think a lot of people go into things thinking I want to have quite a bit of say on how something's gonna look or feel, and that's perfect and you absolutely should, there's still gotta be the forethought about the client and will that appeal to the person that you want to try to attract and bring in, right? So like if Like if they're really girly, maybe your logo is pink, you know, even if you don't really love pink or something like that, right? So that's just kind of a small example, but really just trying to do a little bit of research around what will help us with the brand. And then the third thing, and this goes for product or service, because we work with both as well, I would say is all about positioning. So what is your product, (laughs) you know? And then if it is like a product product and not a service product, it would be things like, what is your product? Who is it for? How would you use it? Are there multiple benefits to that product? Multiple ways to use it? You know, what's the transformation? So if it's a face cream, what's it gonna do for me at the end? How's it gonna make me feel? You know, it's those types of things that we really need to think about in order to get us to a point where it's like, okay, I know who I'm going to sell to. I know it's gonna appeal and I can feel confident that I can actually say that what I'm going to build a business around is going to change your life for the better. So those are kind of the three things and there's a few little exercises in that guide that will help guide you on that. Oh yeah, see,
0: I asked that cause I think a lot of people have this idea, they're like, okay, I'm just gonna jump in, I need to do the website, right? And that's where you start, but that's where you kind of get yourself into trouble if you don't do all of that yeah. pre, pre-work laying the groundwork, really getting clear because then you end up spending money on a, on creating a website. And I'm sure you've probably had people who have kind of had that experience too. And then they, they feel frustrated.
1: Yeah. They're like, I spent all this money and I don't love it. I'm like, okay. You know, or they come and they've, like a lot of times we see that when people come in and want to redesign what they already have, it's like, well, it didn't hit the mark. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, tell me, tell me why. Right. And so you start to learn about some of the gaps, right. That they have. So it's like, okay, well, let's talk about this part. And so we'll ask a lot of questions of our clients <laughs> should try to get the answers that we feel we need to make it show up the way that they want to, because there's a huge connection between. The words that we use on the website, the types of pictures that we we have on there, even how we set up simple things like how to navigate in your menu, like making it super easy for people, right? Like people don't want to have to work for it, you know, and just all the things that go into design that I think people don't really think about. It's like, oh, I just need a website. But it's like, oh, but there's actually a lot more to that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Okay. So what about you have this idea, you're you go through this process, this creative process, and you start to to build out the website. You guys are working together. Is there anything specifically like a mindset that people need to adopt or like internal things that they have to work through on this journey to build, grow, and you know, expand their business?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the first one that comes to mind that I talk about a lot is number one, belief. (laughs) That sounds really silly, but Belief. So it, you don't believe it, and you don't believe that you can, and you know, there's some aspect of something where you're just not feeling it. Then nobody else is going to either. And so, you know, a lot of times we'll see that show up as like, you know, well, I have this idea, but you know, or like things like that. And so, I think you know, before confidence, before anything else, and I know that's like a, a skill or it's an outcome. Confidence is really an outcome there needs to be some belief in yourself that you can do this. And anytime you're gonna jump into something new, and I know this for myself in entrepreneurship, of course, you're gonna have a lot of questions and be like, okay, well, hopefully this works out, right? Like I'm taking this leap, you know, I'm taking this risk and that's okay. But I think it's just knowing enough to trust and believe that you are here for a reason, and whatever you have done to date before you got there is going to help serve you. I kind of went through this little thing when I became an entrepreneur, where it was almost like I felt like a like a fish out of water, or like a newborn. Where it was like, wait a minute, no, like I didn't just forget everything, <laughs> you know, that I did the last ten years. I need to be thinking about how are these things going to serve me. In this new capacity. So, I think belief and just continuing to trust and come back to that when times get tough and think, like, no, I do know what I'm doing. Or, you know, maybe I need an expert or somebody to help me with certain aspects because I'm not going to know everything. Nobody's going to know everything about business. But having that within yourself, I think, is going to be one of the biggest pieces to help drive you forward, especially during the tough times. A lot of people talk about it like the why like why you're doing this but i'm like you have to also believe that not only there's a reason that i'm doing this but i'm going to be able to do this it's going to it's going to work out for me i'm going to you know however it's going to work out i think is huge
0: yeah i love that you said that you felt like a fish out of water because a i know that resonates so deeply with me because i feel like you know i've had a lot of pivots and refinements in my business and my career over the period of time that i have you know been an entrepreneur And I literally feel like this every time you kind of shift trajectories a little bit and you maybe either add a new skill or maybe shift the way you're doing business, it literally does start to feel like you know nothing all the way down to like the littlest things where you're like, I'm not even sure. Do I even know how to write an Instagram caption anymore? (laughs)
1: I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Like, and, and I think the second part of that was to be open because I think exactly what you're saying. And I think a lot of people, this happens to an entrepreneurship, but they don't really talk about it. I don't see it being talked about a lot is, and just life in general is like, you know, it's kind of like what I said, I decided I was going to run a fashion business and that served me and I loved it and it was fun, but it wasn't like the answer. Like I was still working as a VP and doing that until that led me to the thing where I was like, Oh okay, I'm going to pivot to do this, you know? And at first I actually ran it as a coaching business and, you know, like nine months in I had clients, I was doing things and I'm like, it still doesn't quite feel right. You know? And I'm like, I think it's because people don't have the time to invest in the coaching because website's not a skill for everyone. So let's pivot to services. And then it was like, okay, this is the thing. Right. And so I think we're always going to be tweaking and refining and making things better. So having the idea that what you start with is going to absolutely be the end product <laughs> probably isn't always, you know, the best to go into. You have to have some Openness to change because whether it's your internal change, like probably like what we're describing, Korean, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but maybe there are other things like external factors that you can't control that might happen. And so you have to have this kind of awareness that like it's okay to change. It's okay that, you know, I'm not going to do that. And I'm probably going to feel like I know nothing. And that's okay too, because I'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, oh I'll figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And I mean, the real thing is, I think the funny thing to remember, too, is that basically everyone feels the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone is, kind of feels like they have no clue what they're doing because none of us really have these like rule books. Entrepreneurship certainly doesn't have one. That idea of being open and curious, I think, is a yeah. superpower in business and that that permission to be able to change, right? That's just like refinement. You start something out. I mean, all of the most successful, biggest companies that we use every day usually didn't start out as the thing that they are now. Mm-hmm. I think it was YouTube started out as a dating company. It was like a video dating service or something. And that's not what it is crazy. now. So crazy. crazy. So crazy. <laughs> I think it's, it's really, and there's a whole laundry list. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day that routed off a bunch of them. I have to go back and find it because I was like, oh, I didn't know yeah. that about that company and that company. So it's like, rarely do the companies start out And and stay the same.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, you know, I think it's being open to that, but also like being excited about it because, you know, maybe doing the same thing over and over, maybe you'd be bored, you know? And so like let's spice it up a little bit. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, it's okay to to kind of shift it. And I think a lot of times, even though the company shift the core, like what's at the core that was driving it probably still stays the same, right? Like so I kind of said at the beginning to you, like well you know for me it's like just i've always had this feeling that i just wanted to do creative things and you know that's come out in different ways whether it was like me just cooking a cool meal, you know what I mean, for dinner or like, you know, doing something in business. And so no matter what I do, I will still always have that flair to things because that's just how I think. And, you know, even if I'm doing websites, it'll have like that flair, right? Or if I was doing something else, it would have that flair. And I think it's the same for a lot of these these changes too. It's like you don't have to change as a person necessarily just because, you know, your business might shift a little bit.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Enter then the conversation about personal brand. So Right. Because when we are building a brand like a business brand, but you also simultaneously have to be building your personal brand, which then allows for your things to shift and change. Right. Because your Mm -hmm. personal brand is this like magnetic piece that kind of drives these other things. And so if you start another company or you have another offering, your personal brand is the thing that kind of like pushes and thrusts that thing forward.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I like, I'll use myself as the example. It was like, you know, I know it seems weird, like, whoa, like ditched like a, like a 20 year career. (laughs) And like, like things were going pretty good for me, but on the inside, I wasn't super happy. Might've looked good from the outside, but not so much on the inside. But when I did make the switch, you know, and I launched my business, nobody was surprised by that because they're like, oh, that makes so much sense because you know, you love fashion or, you know, I see you being creative or, you know, like there were lots of comments about, things about me that had nothing to do with what I did. You know what I mean? It was more about like, oh, I see you doing that, like that makes so much sense. And even when I pivoted to websites, there were a lot of comments like that too. And I think it's, you know, maybe intuitively or not so much intuitively, it was like, I had a brand, right? Whether I consciously built that or not in these spaces, but it allowed me to pivot in a way where people were like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense, right? And so <laughs> now it's really top of mind, obviously, cause it's in the work that we do. But I think, yeah, I think you consciously build it. It will allow you to shift gears and do different things without having people be like, what? Like that came from out of left field, right? So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Cause I think brought that up because I think that there's so much, I think, confusion around brand these days because everybody's talking Mm -hmm. about brand and personal brand and, and all of the things. And there is just such a distinction that gets to come with the brand of your company and your, your personal brand and how they get to work synergistically together.
1: Yeah. Here's a good example. So for Jansel and co, and this is like subtle, right? Like maybe no one ever really thought about this, but it's like we chose very specific brand colors. And again, I had Lauren on my team build that because she's a brand expert. <laughs> and so, you know, she was like, Okay, Sarah, like you love, you know, turquoise and you know, coral and pink and all of that. So we'll incorporate that. But I'm also putting navy blue in there. I'm like, navy blue, hey eh? That seems like a suit. Like, <laughs> are we sure that's the case? And then she sort of took me through the logic behind that and like now you'll notice maybe almost all the tech companies that are out there have blue and it's very specific you know so there's if you look at what they call like a brand color wheel and you could just google like brand color wheel and you'd get a whole bunch of business logos in a rainbow of the brand colors and you'll see very specific types of businesses that have that so she's like there's some more psychology behind some of those things so it's like still keeping within kind of the turquoise and the pink and like the fun, but our logo is going to be, you know, a little more business. So business upfront party in the back, maybe is what it is a little bit.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Cause the Navy blue, it, it kind of portrays right? this idea of trust and yep. kind of integrity and strength, yes. I think is the, the idea behind Navy blue, right?
1: You're right on the ball. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. There's all, it's a bunch of different colors. I think
0: orange is the like, one that is supposed to make people move, right? It's supposed yeah. to like, move them, spur them to take action. Yeah. All these different, it's, it's really fascinating when you start getting into that. And then also yeah. when you learn it and then start to pay attention actually to how you feel when you see mm-hmm. certain things and certain logos. And you're like, Oh, hmm, okay. A little subliminal action going on there. Who knew? Totally.
1: Yes. Who knew? (laughs) 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 I love that.
0: Okay. So you mentioned the free guide that is available for anybody who's like, Ooh, I'm ready to kind of start really taking some action on this. Is there anything else that you want to share about like that beginning part of the process?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, so we've kind of talked about some of the mindsets and just, you know, having the belief and the trust and being open. And then there's obviously some of the technical aspects of it as well but it's also like listen to your intuition maybe is another thing i would say because i think a lot of times when we feel like a fish out of water i don't know if you felt this way but like i definitely had gut feelings about things <laughs> so you know it's it's paying attention to that and listening to it and what's interesting and i would actually love to know what you think about this too is you know i've obviously i've invested a lot in working with professionals and we met through you know a mastermind that i had invested in and it was like i was seeking out expert In areas where I felt I just, you know, wasn't like doing as well as I wanted to be in, or I had aspirations in, or there were opportunities there. And so, and I continue to do that today. Like I'm, you know, in a mastermind in September again. And one of the things that's been interesting about that is A, I would encourage you to invest in things that make sense there, but B, is It's kind of funny, some of the things that I've taken away from some of these programs where it's like, oh, I came here to learn this. And like, the answer was so simple, but like, (laughs) I would have spent all of this time trying to figure that out. But now that you say it, it just makes it so much more simple and maybe I should have trusted myself. So we're going to go with this, you know? So it's like, just, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break you know, as you're kind of out there and you're building it and it will happen and you'll meet the right people and things will happen at the right time. But yeah, I think, I think it's been an interesting journey for sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> that makes, it kind of makes me think of because we do, we, we invest so much money in these things and, you, and then it feels like it's simple. What, what is that like quote, or that was like a meme, like floating around Instagram and it was like cutting the wire or the wire, cutting the wire. Mm-hmm five dollars or something knowing which wire to cut (laughs) that's the
1: thing right it seems simple but it's like oh you know like I thought there was gonna be this big earth shattering like thing that I was gonna that was gonna be the answer right and it's like no you know (laughs) like thing I took away I I would have never thought about it on my own but (laughs) now I'm like oh now that you say that that seems really easy right (laughs) so it's like just give yourself a break as you go through that where it's like oh yeah okay
0: (laughs) yeah exactly I love that so you have a I think a class coming up right dear don't you
1: Can I, I do that? you sure did yeah so you know, every year we get really hype around this time in the summer and really try to get excited because I know people are gonna barf if it's like June or July and i talking about Christmas and holidays. However, <laughs> if you are a product based business, then your most opportune time of the year to make the most amount of revenue and probably most connections and new clients and things like that is going to happen between sort of late August, September and January because that is the holiday shopping season. And so we do a lot to try to help people prepare. What do I need to think about? What do I need to prepare? You know, what kinds of messages should I be thinking about? What holidays? Like there's all these questions cuz there's like 24 macro micro holidays, so it's like, well, you're not going to participate in all of them. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> so, you know, advice piece number 1, but We're going to do a workshop to kind of help people prepare. And that's going to kick off registration in July and we'll be doing that in August. So if you're interested in learning more about that and how that all works, then that would be a great place to go.
0: Amazing. You guys, all of this will be in the show notes. So if you're thinking about starting a business, build it, you know, you're going to need a website, you're going to need all the, do all the things. So grab that free guide to get yourself started. And if you're already in the business and you're, you're selling stuff, You got to start getting ready for the holidays, which is crazy because we are over, over the halfway mark here in, in this year, which is kind of continuously blowing my mind every time I I say that and think about that, but it is, it is true. Time waits for no one. So make sure you head down in the show notes that will all be there for you. How can everybody find you?
1: Yeah. my gosh. So best place to find me is probably on Instagram at Sarah Jansel, always hanging out there, you know, chatting with folks. So reach out. Don't be shy. If you have a question, I love a DM. So yeah, be great. Yeah.
0: Send her a DM, let her know you heard her here on the super expander podcast. That will also be right down in the show notes for you for easy access. Of course, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with a final thought, some words of wisdom?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I kind of alluded to the fact in the beginning that You know for years i kind of always had this inkling that i wanted to do something but i never really gave myself permission to do it so if you have what i like to call the feather in the ear (laughs) it's tickling you and you keep batting it away just know that that's a sign and so you know again that's where i come back to have that belief in yourself that if there's something that keeps showing up for you there's probably a reason and you can make it happen so yeah
0: amazing i love that advice All right, thank you so much for being here. I very much appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. We will catch you on the next episode. Like a fire needs oxygen and fuel,